Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Doc Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchett, your host live from Las Vegas, your other host on the East Coast live in Boston, Josh Applebaum. Josh, how are you? Pritch, I'm doing great. Happy Fade the Public Friday. Big getaway day for us here, Pritch. But super excited to talk a lot of sharp line moves for the three preseason games tonight. Got an interesting trend on totals in the preseason with a couple matches tonight. A couple sharp line moves on some spreads that maybe are turning into some dog-to-favorite money line plays. Uh, but Pritch, I buried the lead. How about the White Sox? Tim Anderson walking oh, it off man. in the Field of Dreams last night for the for, Wise, uh, for White Sox backers. Yep. But of course, Pritch, not only steam on the Patriots came through, but... As a Patriots fan, I may have a quarterback finally, Pritch. Mac Jones looked pretty good in his debut last night. Yeah, he almost matched uh, those stats you gave me that Cam Newton had against Miami that you're excited about. So uh, we'll get to more uh, about that with Cam Newton and Mac Jones. Cam, Mac, that thing is kind of fascinating right there. Uh, But let's get to that game, too, because we talked about betting preseason, what could happen, what might not happen. Uh, We saw some craziness at the end of that Patriots game. Uh, against the football team. Uh, thank you to the referee, I guess, but then also Stevenson. I got a big thank you, big shout out to the local kid. He's from Vegas out here. 
Yeah, no, that was huge. Uh, and what we've seen, you know, Pritch, really you're talking about preseason betting. You got to be prepared for unpredictable things because, again, who, who does it mean more to? Are there going to be missed kicks? Are there going to be referees who either, you know, help you or hurt you? But <laughs> honestly, you know, one teachable moment that I would look at is definitely money lining instead of laying the points. You know, it didn't yeah. matter, obviously, with the Patriots because, you know, it's kind of weird, Pritch. You know, uh, you had. Belichick not call some, you know, uh, some challenges when he probably should have. And then it, Rivera, uh, you know, calls a timeout, Belichick kneels, and then they score a touchdown. So in the end, it's 20, 22, 13 Patriots win and cover every number. But the whole point here, Pritch is betting preseason. One thing that people may forget a bit here uh, about with the rule changes is there are no ties. So you're not going to go to overtime, or I guess there can be ties. You're not going to go to OT. So going for two there late with which Pritch, you know, as a receiver, I'm sure you're saying that was a catch. I thought it was a catch too. Oh, I'm holding my Patriots ticket and, <laughs> it was a catch. and I, I thought it was a catch too, Fritz. And, you know, we'll take it, you know, yep. uh, for me, help, uh, I would say, you know, down the road, I'm sure there's going to be a bad break that goes against me with one of these officials. That's kind of how it goes to you. But the whole point for me, Pritch is, you know, money line versus laying a minus two, you know, we saw the Patriots open plus two move to minus two, mm -hmm. but to me, especially in preseason with crazy things happening, I'd much rather sweat a money line play laying a minus minus one twenty, knowing that I just have to win the game versus a situation where, you know, again, if they don't score that, uh, if that thing gets called back, it's a tie. Your money line loses anyway, but 15, 13, you're late to the party. You push that right. without that Stevenson touchdown late. So big takeaway for me is line moves that jump out to you in preseason tend to be very sharp. This is an information-based bet with the preseason, but also any favorite that you like minus two or less, I almost always money line them in that situation. Great point by you right there, Josh. Outstanding, really, to be honest with you, because from a money line situation, once that call got overturned uh, or reversed, however you want to categorize it, uh, certainly you felt good about that that win. Uh, but then Rivera trying to call timeouts too, and then Stevenson with the big run. So uh, put away that game and certainly were able to catch that ticket too. So getting on to the other game, uh, which depending on where you shop uh, was a pick em, uh, you could have found uh, Philly minus one as well. Closed out here minus one. Uh, that total 36 and a half too. So Pittsburgh gets to win uh, 24 to 16 over the Eagles. Yeah, so I took a shot on Philly there. That's the one that I, I missed last night. You know, to me, it was kind of a data-driven play where heavy betting was on Pittsburgh, right. uh, and yet that line pretty much kind of line freeze-ish, you know, Pritch here, kind of stayed where it was at. You know, one point, some books were around, you know, pick them minus one. A lot of these books late, though, did go to minus one and a half. So obviously that kind of lean move, you know, really didn't come through. I'm starting to think, hey, you know, when you when these big moves jump out to you in a preseason game, like the Hall of Fame game, Steelers minus one to minus, you know, two and a half minus three, Patriots plus two to minus two. Those are the obvious ones. These line freeze type situations, maybe there wasn't as big of an edge, you know, kind of thinking back on it overall. But I would mention, you know, Pritch, the crazy thing about yesterday mm -hmm. is that we had a lot of over steam in both games and one came through, one didn't. Obviously right. the Patriots one ended up staying under, but Pros were right with that Pittsburgh Philly one that sailed over because we saw that thing open 33 and a half, got up to 36 and a half. Now for me, Pritch, this time of year, I'm almost only betting unders, either under or no play, mm -hmm. especially betting an over when you're late to the party. But we do see now uh, since 2014, the under 57% in preseason games. So there's a game tonight. I really like to the under a couple moves. We'll talk about, uh, but overall Pritch, uh, not a bad start here to the NFL preseason. Not a bad start at all. Looking forward to the rest of the year in the national football league for sure. It's betting across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host live from Las Vegas. Your other host live out there in Boston, Josh Applebaum. So, Josh, it begins uh, pretty much every single weekend from here on out through February, perhaps. Uh, we're going to see football, right? 
Uh, so let's get started. Let's get cracking here with uh, football because uh, we got preseason games all over the place. A lot of information out there, too, in regards to who's going to play, uh, who's not going to play, could influence how you bet these games. So looking at Tennessee uh, and Atlanta. Uh, good matchup here, I think, from a familiarity standpoint. Certainly, Arthur Smith used to be with the Titans. Uh, they're going to work it out. They're going to work through some things in his first preseason game. Atlanta minus uh, a point and a half here on the spread, 38 as the total in the game. Yeah, so, Pritch, I'm going to make you happy. I'm, I'm sweating your Atlanta Falcons on the money line tonight. I like this play toward Atlanta. I like this move toward Atlanta. Reminds me a lot of the Patriots game from last night. So, just in terms of the movement, this thing opened Tennessee minus one on the road, uh, and now it's completely flipped to Atlanta mm -hmm. minus one and a half at home. So, that same dog-to-fave line move. This is kind of a, uh, you know, a grinder system for me because, really, in the preseason, you're never going to see any team more than, like, minus three. Uh, you have these short numbers just because of all the volatility, unpredictability. They're typically tight games. Uh, but anytime you see a team open as a dog and flip to a favorite, I love play, uh, making those bets there. So uh, with the Falcons going from plus one to minus one and a half, I'm going to money line the Falcons here, okay. Pritch. Again, reminds me a lot of, of the Patriots last night, but a couple systems uh, that, to look at here. Number one, a line move on a team in which that team missed the playoffs last year. And they're playing a team that made the playoffs last year. It's kind of that ultimate buy low, sell high, where the team who missed it, especially with a new coach, Arthur Smith, really wants to get it going and play well versus like the Titans who have bigger fish to fry and they're not going to play a lot of their starters and they may not take the game as seriously. So uh, this system here um, line move on a team that missed the playoffs versus made cash. The Patriots last night, uh, it's now 82 and 67, 55% ATS the last decade. So you got a, a good system match there behind you. Also from our friends at bet MGM, John mm -hmm. Ewing sent us this, that, uh, you know, I'm looking for these low bets, higher dollars, bet discrepancy plays, Pritch. 58% of spread bets are on the Falcons tonight. So slightly public, okay. not overwhelming, but it accounts for 71% of the money. So that's that low bets, higher dollar, bigger, kind of telling me that these bigger wagers are backing Atlanta here. Uh, also, I don't think you can dismiss, and I'll defer to you, Pritch, the Arthur Smith angle. You know, he's playing his old team. He mm -hmm. wants to get off on the right foot. You know, it didn't cash with Sirianni last night with the Eagles with a new coach trying to get off on the right foot. But familiarity, kind of knowing what to expect from your former team. Maybe he's got some inside info. You can get, you know, you can kind of keep that in your back pocket. And then lastly, Mike Vrabel, uh, Vrabel, he's been great. Nine wins, nine wins, 11 wins, but in the preseason, he's two and six ATS kind of tells me, you know, he takes maybe a, a more uh, conservative approach in the preseason. So I'm going to money line the Atlanta Falcons here, Pritch. Uh, what's your take on this game? And do you think that Arthur Smith angle is important tonight? I do think it is uh, important, Josh. I think you cap the coaches more so than the players at this point, because with the players, there's so many unknowns, like you mentioned. Uh, so Ryan Tannehill, not expected to play for sure. But uh, with Matt Ryan, you wonder if he is going to get a series or two because of the new offense and uh, just trying to get comfortable with some of the terminology coming in from the sideline. Arthur Smith uh, having to call plays now, too, with the new football team. That's going to be something they're going to have to iron out and work through. Uh, so maybe the sense of urgency uh, from a capping standpoint with the Falcons and the coaches is on the side with the Falcons more so than the Titans. I'm right there with you, Pritch. And again, you know, all things being equal, Tennessee, Atlanta, regular season game, you know, Tennessee's probably minus three or, you know, right. some number much higher than this. But uh, again, we got to take these games individually. We got to know who it means more to. And your mm -hmm. point about looking at the coaches, I think is really, really critical here because again, new coach, you're going to want to get off on the right foot. You're going to want to make a good impression. You want to maybe play some of these guys a little bit longer he's known uh, Arthur Smith as an offensive guy. So maybe you install some of your, your plays that you've been working on in, in the preseason here. 
Um, the one thing I would say to Pritch is the total. You know, one trend that I really, really like as a betting system in the preseason is there's kind of a line of demarcation uh, at the number 37 when it comes to totals. Uh, we do know that over the last, since 2014, the under 57% in the, in the preseason here, vanilla offenses, not really trying to push things, you know, kind of just playing straight up here and wanting to get out of the game without being hurt. Uh, you don't see a lot of offense in general, but if you look at the number 37 totals that are 37 or higher uh, over the last decade, the under is 57%. So this total right now, Tennessee Atlanta, it opened 38. It hasn't moved at all. It, it really hasn't gone up or down, but, but this would match a kind of a high total. You know, it's funny. 38 in a, in a regular game is like insanely low. That's right. as low as it gets, Rich. 38 in a preseason game, that's actually kind of a high number. So these high uh, 37 and a half uh, or higher totals here are 57% under. I I'm, I'm kind of leaning under, mm -hmm. but I want to see, does this thing fall to 37 and a half? I think that's what I'm waiting for if I'm going to fire on that under. All right, great advice again. The market insight is going to help us tremendously, I think, through preseason. Uh, for instance, the next game, Buffalo and Detroit. So Detroit uh, as a one-point favorite. We're not going to get any gifts from the books here with uh, preseason football. I get that. Uh, they're a point. They're minus one at home. 36 and a half uh, is the total. So give us an insight on this game, Josh. Yeah, I'm looking at Detroit here, Pritch, believe it or not. So our buddy Patrick Maher, uh, him and his boys in Michigan might be might be putting down some cheddar here on the Lions. But um, what I like about this one, Pritch, is the public is still betting Buffalo. You know, mm -hmm. this is a, a, actually your most heavily bet game of the night uh, so far, the 7 o'clock game, Buffalo-Detroit. Uh, and even though Buffalo sounds like they're going to rest all their guys, really none of, none of the big guys you recognize, your Josh Allens, right. you know, your Stephon Diggs, none of these guys are, are expected to play, whereas Detroit, Mr. Mr. Bite Your Kneecap here, Dan Campbell, he wants to play hard. He wants to win. He almost like that Harbaugh, uh, great ATS uh, system there with, with the Ravens who take these games seriously. I think Dan Campbell is going to have his team going. He's going to want to win. He's going to want to play hard as a rookie coach to get this thing off on the right foot and uh, make a good impression. And that's really what we're seeing in terms of line movement. You know, this thing opened Buffalo minus two, mm -hmm. as you mentioned, Pritch. It's now minus one and a half here to uh, to Detroit. So it yeah. wasn't like it got down to a pick and went back to Buffalo. It's gone further to Detroit here. So this line is moving to Detroit. Um, and I would look at another money line play with Detroit. You know, I did Lombardi line earlier today with Michael Lombardi, and he, he liked Detroit as well. He kind of said, you know, they're going to take this game seriously and try yeah. to win it where Buffalo uh, really has nothing to play for here. It doesn't <laughs> right. want to risk injury. They're minus so 120. On the money Detroit. line out here uh, in Vegas, Josh. Is that what you got for Detroit too? I mean, yeah, minus one twenty. Wow. You can shop around. You know, some books are minus one, minus one and a half. Okay. And again, another situation where if we get a one point game, I don't want to lose a minus one right. and a half. That's why, to me, these money line plays are, are the way to go. When you just and also when you're sweating, you don't have to worry about a missed kick, missed missed extra point. Just say, hey, just win the game. That's all you really are looking for. Um, and then also, Pritch, you know, uh, just the fact of um, you know, kind of a line move on a team that missed the playoffs versus a team that made same system match with Atlanta, same system match last night with the Patriots. Again. And that one there is 55% ATS the last decade. So on the Lombardi line, when you guys were talking about the emphasis probably on the side of the Lions, because you do have Campbell, he's 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 intense. He's wound up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and then you have Anthony Lynn, too, who has an axe to grind a little bit from former head coach, now offense coordinator. And then you have a lot of players uh, on that staff, former players that are, you know, certainly players, they want to prove themselves. And I, I think they have a staff right now up there in Detroit that's trying to prove themselves in the league, Josh. 
I think so too. And, you know, Anthony Lynn, who was kind of a punching bag, you know, deserves yeah. some of the criticism. Maybe some was overblown, but uh, you kind of remember him just with the chargers, you know, blowing a lot of these leads late, making mm -hmm. questionable decisions, uh, but offensive minded. And maybe we see a little more Jared Goff than we expect. And, you know, I think it's a great point of Easton. What we've been doing is throwing up these quarterbacks here just to expect, you know, who's going to get in the game afterwards. So you basically you're, you're comparing and I would say MVP Mitch, you know, Trubisky is a pretty good backup here. Maybe not a great starter, but it's Trubisky, Jake Fromm, and Davis Webb that we're going to see a lot tonight for Buffalo versus Goff maybe plays a bit. And then David Blau and, and, and Tim Boyle here. So I don't know if Detroit backup quarterbacks you would lean with. I'd actually probably lean with Buffalo here, Pritch, <laughs> but I just think the overall approach to this game is that Detroit's going to try to win. And I don't think Buffalo really cares too okay. much in this, in this spot. Cause Trubisky is probably going to get to start. I mean, is that the data that you're looking at? And okay. Does he have anything to prove uh, if he does get to start for Buffalo? I think so. So that angle wouldn't be great yeah. to, to the Detroit bet here because Trubisky, a guy, uh, again, you know, kind of like your Anthony Lynn, you know, has gotten a lot of criticism mm -hmm. over the years here, but also Pritch, my thing is like, you know, is he, is he going to have Stefan Diggs? Is he going to have all his best weapons? I don't think so. He might be starting, but it's going to be with a lot of backups here uh, with Buffalo. So yeah. again, you probably lean Trubisky as the better backup for sure. Uh, but again, he's not going to be rolling with the ones here. So maybe that kind of, uh, you know, equalizes things a bit. And your experience with betting the preseason, I mean, do you focus more on that second half situations? I mean, the games are not going to be determined uh, in preseason a lot of times, maybe majority of the times in the, in the first half. Yeah, it's a great point, Pritch. You know, I would just, you know, to me, when it comes to preseason, I lean a lot on coaches and I lean a lot on really uh, hazmat type B moves, you okay. know, line moves, basically. Um, again, a, a team flipping from a dog to a favorite, a two point line move, anything, a point or more. It's an information, information based business where, you know, if you read something online, like I'll give you a perfect example, Pritch, uh, the Chargers and the Rams Saturday night, tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. Mm -hmm. It's a late game. Sean McVay said he's not going to play any of his guys. You're not going to see. You're not going to see, um, you know, uh, Aaron Donald. You're not going to see Ramsey. You're not going to see Stafford. None of the ones are playing. Why is that important? Because the Chargers open like minus two. They're all the way up to minus three and a half. This stuff, if you can dig on the internet and find it on Twitter and kind of beat the books when they're slow to adjust, that to me is another way to approach these games. But real quick, Pritch, I would just be careful with first half bets. Okay. Um, like I know a lot of people who first half the Patriots and there's a late score that screwed the first half mm -hmm. play. To me, there's crazy things throughout the game the full game odds are, are taking in more action overall. So I lean full game over just kind of the, the erratic craziness variable nature of a first half bet. I would totally lean full game. I mean, I wouldn't touch first half <laughs> yeah. situations at all in preseason. Like you said, so many things could happen. Uh, let's get to the next game uh, tonight. Uh, Cowboys and the Cardinals. Of course, Dak Prescott's not going to play. Um, Cardinals, Kyler Murray, you know, situation with uh, Kingsbury. Uh, I mean, this is a situation I think we can take advantage of, uh, Josh. So looking at this line, Arizona's minus two, 38 and a half uh, uh, for the total. So I would lean, I was kind of like iffy on the spread for quite a bit here, Pritch, because it didn't move too much. And at one point it looked like it was maybe going back down to the Cowboys a bit. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of these books open like, you know, minus two ish. They got down to one and a half at a, at a, you know, for a hot minute. Now it's back up to two and it looks like it's going to two and a half. So this late movement is breaking toward Arizona here. Um, so I would a little bit lean here on Arizona again, possibly a money line play. It's kind of high minus minus one forty-five. Um, but that would lean there in that regard. However, my favorite play here is the under Pritch. I got a ton of system matches on this under for Dallas and Arizona. Uh, we know Dallas it was a 16 to three game in the hall of fame game, 19 points total. Uh, but this one was 
sharp move to the under and a ton of matches to the under. So this total opened at 40, immediately got down to 38. So you had the under 40, 39 and a half, 30, uh, 39, 38 and a half. So it's been continuing to get hit, even though it's fallen, tells me pros, maybe if they cap this game, they have a number, I don't know, 36, 34, something like that. So a lot of movement to the under. Also, again, unders 57% since 2014. Last decade, this would be one of your top matches, your 37 or higher total to the under 57% last decade. Uh, conference unders when the total is 35 or higher, 56% to the under in the preseason. Also, ticket versus money split, uh, Pritch. It's kind of a public under 82% okay. of bets on the under, but almost 90% of money on the under. And I say public under, but I don't really think people are saying, hey, I'm going out to the bar, I'm having people over, I really want to sweat the Dallas under tonight. I think you're getting a lot of public that likes the over to me, even though it's a majority of bets, this is kind of a wise guy underplay. And if you look at Cliff uh, Kingsbury, three and one to the under in the preseason in his career. Remember, he only had his year one, mm-hmm. year two, no preseason last year. But uh, Pritch, I like that under 38. I-, I fired on that bet. Okay, and you got a lot of guys. The public loves to bet overs. We know that, Josh, for sure. But you got a lot of guys on both sides probably not going to play in terms of top-line players. Uh, looking at the backups, too, though, Cooper Rush and Danucci. Uh, for Dallas, for sure. Colt McCoy as uh, a backup quarterback out there for the Cardinals. I was watching the Dallas Cowboys in that first preseason game. Uh, Kellen Moore's fingerprints are all over this offense a little bit more than McCarthy. Uh, so think of him as you know a Boise State kind of guy, still West Coast offense oriented, uh, but maybe a little change up with the Cowboys offense a little bit, anticipating that, at least I am, uh, for this game. I think so too, Pritch. Good point by you because again, you lose 16 to three Hall of Fame game. You only put up three points. I mean, just in terms of in that locker room and as an offensive coordinator, you want to bounce back and put some points on the board. So I think that's baked into the cake here, Pritch. You know, it did open at 40. Remember the Hall of Fame game? What was it like 34 down to like 31? So maybe a few more points. You expect maybe a couple scores from Dallas here. Uh, But still, you know, backup quarterback wise. Colt McCoy isn't a world beater, but I'd rather have McCoy over any of these backups uh, just in terms of a veteran presence uh, over, you know, Gilbert or Rush or Don Finucci there. Uh, So I'll be looking at, um, again, the underplay here, but I agree with you. I think Dallas is probably more motivated to, you know, have a better taste in their mouth offensively versus the Hall of Fame game. And you mentioned the Rams and McVay and what he said about frontline guys. Same thing with the Chargers, too. Uh, Staley, he's not going to play Justin Herbert. Uh, and some of their other frontline guys like Keenan Allen, all those kind of guys. So uh, do you think that's a mistake at all? I mean, it's a new offense, uh, new coordinator, new coaches. I I can see it for McVay and the Rams, but on the other side with the Chargers, uh, not getting any live action with these guys. Yeah, that was kind of, you know, weird to me, Pritch. You know, I totally get it with McVay, veteran team. You know, you've been deep in the playoffs. You know, you're in the Super Bowl a few years ago against the Patriots with, with Goff, and you got a lot of these veterans you don't want to get hurt. But if you're a new new coach, I mean, that's kind of a, for Staley, that's kind of a lackadaisical approach. I mean, he's a smart guy. I'm sure he's got a reason he's doing it. He wants to avoid injury. But you want to make, you know, you want to get off on the right foot. Uh, you don't really have any cachet in the league to be resting people. I just feel like you want to hit the ground running. I, I kind of feel like that's a mistake. You know, if I was him, uh, I, I would play some of my guys. But, Rich, that's why I work for Vison and I'm not the, uh, the head coach of the Rams. <laughs> well, he had a the quote, Chargers. For the Chargers, he had a quote saying that practices, they're going to get all their work that they need to see in practices more so than in preseason games. And, of course, he used to be with the Rams. So uh, maybe taking a page away from the Rams and implementing that with the Chargers here. Yeah, and I'll defer to you, Pritch, but, you know, my feeling is, like, practice is different, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going up against your 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 teammates here. It's just totally different live game action, and you're wearing a real uniform, and there's, there's people, you know, fans in the stands, which, by the way, was so great to see at Gillette oh, right. and, you know, in Philly last night. Uh, <laughs> seriously, what a difference, how much we missed that. But, 
Um, I don't know, Pritch. I, you tell me. I'm sure you had much more uh, goosebumps in a real game or a preseason game versus practice, right? Yeah. You know, my first preseason game, I caught three touchdown passes from um, Brett Favre against the Rams. So that fired you Ooh. up. Uh, and, and so, boy. Yeah, I know, right? It, it sets the tone for you. I think it instills confidence, too. I mean, you're going in practice, and you're practicing against the same guys day after day after day. Uh, that gets tiresome. Uh, so you would like to look for that competition. We'll see how it works out uh, for the Chargers, though, on the season. Coming up next, we got betting info from BetMGM. Uh, it involves the crowd. Josh, should we follow the crowd? It's coming up next. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Smart journalism, fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Football season is right around the corner, so it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app, stop by any MGM casino on the strip, have your state-issued ID, open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host today. So, Josh, we got some crowd info, courtesy of BetMGM, uh, ticket count here. Uh, Should we follow the crowd or go contrarian? Uh, Most bets over. The Lions, again, the Lions showing up over five. The Broncos over eight and a half. The Eagles over six and a half. Yeah, so first off, Pritch, I'm not going to follow the crowd here on the Lions. Uh, I just think, you know, again, you probably have, you know, a transition period here. You're breaking in a new head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you draft Penny Sewell to, you know, revamp your offensive line here. You have Jared Goff, who I think is going to be kind of a placeholder here until they uh, maybe, you know, draft another highly ranked quarterback. You know, if you have a bad year this year, maybe you're in, you know, a top five pick for a QB next year. Uh, but Pritch, what's interesting to me with the Lions, aside from, you know, fading a rookie head coach and a team that has really struggled for many years now, you know, it, they did they did go uh, five and eleven last year, Pritch? And with the five right now, you know what I've noticed is that some books are at four and a half still. Uh, okay. Four and a half over minus one forty. So anytime you know across the market, when you have a painted win total, that really means uh, you know every single book you look at has the same exact number. Uh, look at the juice, see what it's telling you here. But if there are other books that are having a higher or lower total, to me, you're kind of reading the tea leaves based on uh, a different book and what the market. Maybe maybe some books and some betters disagree a bit here. So if it was like you know a lot of these win totals are five, and I see a five and a half out there, then I'd say hey maybe maybe the over could be in play. But the fact that it's five. And the, I see two books uh, across the market there at four and a half tells me that, hey, you know, this could be an opportunity uh, to maybe go under here if you can find the five. I just don't see the Lions, you know, mm-hmm. again, you're going to have to play the Vikings. You still have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, obviously the Bears. We'll see what happens with them. Uh, little nugget here. Michael Lombardi said it wasn't a out of the realm of possibility that Justin Fields makes a move here to start sooner rather than later. So we have those odds. I think I've he's been like plus 400. Same thing. <laughs> and Rich, like, you you've been banging Andy that Dalton? drum. Yes. Seriously. Yeah. So that, that I think it's a tough division. Yeah. It's going to be a long year. Maybe they're competitive. I'm, I'm obviously all in on tonight on the money line in a preseason game, Pritch, but I'm not going to go over five. I would lean under for that play. What about the Broncos over eight and a half? Uh, most bet overs from a ticket count standpoint, courtesy of uh, Bet MGM again. Vic Fangio, we had this information I gave you from Troy Rank, who's been on the program before he covers the Broncos. Vic Fangio's head coach has not won in the month of September. Uh, 0 for 7, I believe. Uh, so that so print total yeah. for the Broncos sitting there at eight and a half. I do agree with the over, you know, you and I have talked quite a bit about the Broncos uh, over eight and a half minus minus one thirty. So just from an odds maker perspective, they're juicing up the over for a reason. Uh, a team that's very deep has a great roster. Again, is it drew lock? Is it Teddy two gloves? We do know drew lock is the favorite minus minus one twenty to take the first snap here. Um, but Pritch, you know, um, you know, looking at, uh, basically the, the the situation with Fangio, I did see one book who did throw up 
um, first coach to be fired in the okay. NFL this year. And Fangio, believe it or not, is the favorite. He's plus 400. So uh, maybe if he gets off to a bad start, they start 0-4. And, and again, it's weird. I thought the elevation historically, you know, early in the season would benefit them yeah. at mile high. But again, bad start. Fangio could be on the hot seat. But so don't uh, Pritch, I think crowd. you do like that over. Well, right? Yeah, I'm not following. Yeah, now don't follow the crowd on that one because, I mean, if he's a favorite for the first coach to get fired, uh, eight and a half who has not won in the month of September either. So that's interesting. How about the most bet unders, Josh, from the crowd? Uh, do we follow the crowd here or go contrarian? I like all three. I like okay. all three unders. I like the Steelers under eight and a half. Again, team that, uh, you know, was uh, making the, the 72 Dolphins nervous there at one point being undefeated, but now eight and a half under minus 130 liability to the under. They also have, uh, I believe, either the first or second hardest schedule in the NFL this year. So it could be tough there for Big Ben. Um, agree with the Jaguars wholeheartedly. I personally have bet the Jaguars under six and a half win total. I think a one in 15 team with a new coach, new quarterback, uh, you maybe win a couple more games this year, but I really find it hard to believe you're going to win seven or more. And then the Jets, I'm on that under as well under minus 120 on the six win total I like their draft you know like what they did Vera Tucker and Wilson and Elijah Moore but I think it's a long year and Pritch unders I like to be you know it's really not a public bet to the under right uh, it's going to be more over driven so I kind of like that these are popular under bets tells me they're popular with wise guys yeah they're they're uneasy right now in Broncos country too because they're questioning uh, Peyton the GM why did you pass up Justin Fields who's probably going to start for the Bears they could have drafted that guy. Then you avoid this quarterback competition altogether. Uh, speaking of Minnesota, the Vikings, we're going to have on the program Ben Lieber, a former NFL linebacker, covers the Vikings for KFAN up there in Minneapolis. He's joining the program coming up next. VSIN College Football Betting Guide is here, so start your football season on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams, plus power ratings for every team. Now is also a great time to get your all-access VSIN subscription, including our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your college betting guide for only $19.99 or start your free all-access trial today at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. And so is our next guest, Ben Lieber, former NFL linebacker, uh, football analyst, and host for KFAN up in Minneapolis. Ben, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. So as a former player, uh, now casual better, I look at certain things. And, and I was looking at this for the Vikings. Mike Zimmer going into his eighth season as a head coach. Every other year he has made the playoffs. So last year they missed the playoffs. This year he's due to make the playoffs. And in fact, uh, every odd year of his tenure up there, he's made the playoffs. So we have a, a nine and a half win total on the Vikings going into this season uh, do you believe the Vikings are capable of making the playoffs this year? Yeah, I love the patterns to his uh, his era so far with the Vikings. Um, yeah, I I have the Vikings on. I would take the over on that. I actually have them winning 11 games as I look at the schedule. And um, 
I think they're going to fix everything that was wrong with their run defense from last year. Consequently, their pass defense suffered as well. They didn't have problems so much offensively. I mean, they were pretty potent offensively. They'll get that defense figured out with all those new pieces, and they'll, they'll be up there with 11 wins. Ben, this is Josh Applebaum. It's great to meet you for the first time. Give us some inside info here on the Vikings. I wanted to ask you, you know, one thing we're looking at as betters are obviously these preseason games. So uh, I know you said you like the win total over there for the Vikings, but any insight into how the Vikings will approach tomorrow's game, uh, four o'clock Denver at Minnesota. You know, one thing I've noticed is big move here to the Broncos, Minnesota open minus one and a half at home. This line is now flipped to Denver minus two and a half. Uh, Pritch and I were talking about, you know, Denver, uh, the QB competition here with, with Bridgewater uh, and Drew Locke, maybe they play a little bit more and compete and try to win. Uh, how does Zimmer approach this game, and do you agree with this move toward Denver? Yeah, you know, I, I think that all indications right now are the starters aren't going to play much. Now, what does that what does that mean? Does that mean a, a quarter? Does that mean a series? I would say that the guys that are inked in starters will play probably a series, maybe a series and a half. So maybe maybe half of the first quarter. So. Um, then you then you start to look at well what does the Vikings number twos and threes look like against which I what I think are the the Broncos starters going to play a little bit longer than that so you're going to have you know starters against uh, some depth players so maybe the first half might lean towards the Broncos a little bit but the Vikings better overall team. So I think it's even debatable about, you know, who really pulls away in the first half and uh, do the Vikings, you know, will they come back and in, in, in the second half with some of their starters or their backups against the Broncos backups. So, um, but to kind of drill down to your question about the approach from Mike Zimmer, I would say mostly twos and threes will play tomorrow's game. We're speaking with Ben Lieber, former NFL linebacker, host and analyst for KFAN up there in Minneapolis right now. Uh, so, Ben, uh, Dara saw another surgery for an offensive lineman rookie uh, coming in into the fold for the Vikings. Uh, we have the Vikings to make the playoffs at plus 115. You mentioned that you believe they'll have 11 wins this year. How is that offensive line coming together so far during training camp? You know, uh, that was a huge question mark in the offseason. And I got to be honest, you know, I'm optimistic about this team, but with Derrissaw's injury and Rashad Hill now as the starter at left tackle, um, I don't know what this offensive line looks like. You know, they, they really like uh, Ole Udo right now as one of the starting guards until Wyatt Davis gets up to speed. I think ultimately Wyatt is just a better athlete and probably fits the offense better. But Ole's been in the, in the program a little bit longer and, and probably a little more trustworthy at this point. But you still have some major question marks about the those two positions and really what does it look like from guard center guard and how they protect Kirk if you look at the way Kirk you know gets flustered the most where he loses confidence in the O-line it's it's up the middle and and that was a big problem the last year and the year before they've tried to fix it but they can't settle in on any sort of offensive line because they don't have the starters out there so you know I, I would love to see Derrissaw get back obviously as fast as possible. I'm not sure that Mike Zimmer even has the confidence in in the recovery process because it seems like a lot of the recovery process has taken him by surprise. He thought the January core surgery was much ado about nothing, that he wouldn't miss any time with OTAs in minicamp. He then misses time in the offseason. Then he's told that he'd be back for training camp, and then he misses more time, and now there's a second minor surgery. So it sounds like if you're listening to Mike Zimmer's press conferences, 
I don't think he has a lot of confidence in the the advice he's given on Darius's injury. Ben, you mentioned Kirk Cousins. You know, I want to ask you from an outsider perspective. We've heard a lot about the COVID situation. He jokes that he, you know, he'll he'll go through you know plexiglass and do whatever it takes to uh, you know keep everyone safe. But is that an issue internally uh, with the COVID and the vaccine stuff? And then also your take on Cousins this year. You know, his over under is forty two hundred and a half yards, twenty eight and a half touchdowns here. Do you think it's a big Cousins year? And just is the the COVID stuff a distraction for this team? I think the COVID stuff was a distraction early on. I, I don't think it's much of a distraction now. And yes, I know a lot of people kind of made fun of him about the plexiglass thing. Obviously, he was trying to make the point that, hey, I'm, I'm going to be steadfast in my decision not to get the vaccine, and I'm going to do everything I can to abide by the protocols, even if that means basically living in a plastic bubble. Um, <laughs> I think at this point, everything that I hear is the coaches and everybody in the staff, not just with the Vikings, but they just want to play football. They just want to talk football. They don't want to talk about COVID anymore. They don't want to talk about protocols. So I think once we get through the preseason and the NFL then comes out with a new protocol on how to address the non-vax versus the vaccinated players in the regular season, I think that they're going to have to make some, some bigger adjustments for the guys that are not getting vaccinated because there's actually a large percentage of guys and a lot of star star players that are not going to get vaccinated. So I don't think that you can have these very tough sort of punitive protocols for the unvaccinated players going into the regular season. I, I expect some of that to change. And I think when it changes, it'll become a little bit more lenient. Definitely a fluid situation right there in the National Football League for sure when it comes to COVID. Uh, ben Lieber, former NFL linebacker, current host analyst for KFAN in Minneapolis. Ben, that was awesome. Thanks for your time. Hey, no problem, guys. Anytime. All right. Have a good one. You too. Enjoy the season for sure. Uh, looking forward to a big year up there in Minnesota. 11 wins. How about that one? I tell you what, yeah. Pritch, yeah, if you're high on the 11 wins, I know it's under-juiced up right now, but right. Uh, hey, big year, and uh, guys got his ear to the ground, so I uh, got to respect what Ben says. Absolutely. We got so much information from the College Football Betting Guide. We're going to get to that college football coming up next. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Summer sports betting is heating up, so sign up right now for a risk-free first bet up to $1,000 at BetMGM. Be sure to use bonus code VSIN1000 and get in the game with the king of sportsbooks. Get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. Once again, it's bonus code VSIN1000 to make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. It's a new customer offer, paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and Conditions must be at least 21. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host today. So, Josh, uh, loaded, stocked, loaded with the college betting uh, guide. A lot of information, great info. I want to run this by you, though, uh, because this is interesting from our producer, JJ. Uh, for the five Power five conferences have repeat champions and some pretty healthy streaks here. Clemson and Oklahoma uh, are both going for their seventh straight conference titles, right? Uh, so from a betting perspective, who is not going to repeat as conference champions or who's most likely not to, comp- uh, uh, to repeat here? You got Clemson six in a row. They're minus 900 for their conference championship odds. Oklahoma six in a row, minus 175. For their conference championship, Ohio State, four in a row, minus 225, and then Oregon, uh, plus 250 right there. 
Yeah, so Pritch, we're looking at a team maybe that will not win this uh, their conference again here. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't bet on Clemson. I mean, right. just from the odds makers, uh, what are they telling you? At minus 900 to win the ACC. I do that, like North Carolina, a, though. <laughs> and they could get in the race there, Pritch. Our guy Sam Howell make it interesting there with Mac Brown. But, um, you know, Pritch, at the minus 900 odds, just to put it in perspective, is a 90% implied probability. Yeah. So uh, that's above and beyond. I mean, it's, it's very rare to see a conference favorite that high of a number. I mean, typically, uh, you don't really find many others, like, anything higher than like minus 500 so that just kind of tells you Clemson you know above a head and shoulders above a lot of their opponents although the Tar Heels could give them a run for their money you know I did notice with the with the uh, Clemson win total it's 11 and a half one of the highest in, in college football but the unders minus 125 so maybe there's a, a situation here where they land right on 11 wins it's surprising to me that this powerhouse isn't juiced up over it's actually under a little bit they do return 15 starters here Pritch but here's the thing minus 900 that's that number is just way too high for me even though I feel very confident that they will continue this streak and win their conference you really it's hard for me to lay a minus 900 it's yeah. such a high number you're gonna have to tie up your bankroll for the next five to six months and really you know risking 900 to win 100 that really isn't much of a value play to me it's kind of an unbettable number similar to like you know Cade Cunningham betting him to go you know number one in the draft so I think it's gonna happen but the number's too high for me to bet it well I hear you I mean even okay seven in a row right there that, that'd be incredible uh, for Clemson <laughs> to have that kind of streak. I mean, notice there's no SEC there because you have so much competition, whether LSU or or Alabama. I mean, uh, who knows? Georgia could win it this year, too. So uh, what about Oklahoma? Uh, new coach at Texas, Iowa State on the rise as well. Six in a row uh, for the Sooners. Yeah, so one thing real quick, Pritch, you know, you mentioned Clemson, you mentioned Georgia. That week one game, September 4th, I'm looking at it right now. This okay. thing opened Clemson minus three and a half at home, uh, or I believe it's actually a neutral site game. It's down to three at some shop. Okay. So I know you're a big fan of Georgia. Yep. Looks like Georgia with the hook might be getting a little uh, little respected money there in that matchup. Um, but going to your next question here, Pritch, looking at Oklahoma, I like them to continue their trend as well. This is actually a bettable number for me at minus 175 to win their conference. I love that their win total is 11, pretty high, juiced up over minus 120. Uh, you look at Oklahoma, they're returning 15 of their starters, obviously led by Spencer Rattler, who's the favorite here to win the Heisman. I like the, you know, kind of just the, um, you know, kind of the, the 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 connection here with Lincoln Riley as a great coach who's developed a lot of these Heisman uh, winners here in recent years, and then working with Spencer Rattler for another year here after a year under their belt. So mm-hmm. at minus 175, I'd be okay tying up a minus 175 over the next five to six months. I like that play on Oklahoma. What, what do you think, Pritch? Are they going to win that conference? Yeah, I like that play too, and it's not that big of a price to lay. I mean, even though, like we mentioned, it would be seven in a row for the Sooners uh, in that <laughs> conference, but that conference is falling apart as we know it, right? Um, uh, the Sooners, are, are they're loaded this year. And uh, if Spencer Rattler can play up to lofty expectations, I expect them to be in the college football playoffs. I'm right there with you, Pritch. Again, this is a team that I think uh, to make the playoff, there's a lot of different ways, you know, to bet Oklahoma, not just their conference, their win total. You know, you could take a shot, the playoff odds. Again, a lot of different opportunities there. But again, it's, it's really leaning on a good coach, a good quarterback who's not a rookie. You know, he's the Heisman favorite here. So right. uh, I think they roll here. And also, Pritch, you know, you made a good point yesterday about how, you know, in the Big 12, a lot of teams are going to gun for Oklahoma and Texas because they're, you know, it's almost like the, uh, you know, your buddy who's going to move out of town because he doesn't like you anymore. You know, you're going to want to stick it to him there at recess. But uh, I think that also could provide a boost for Oklahoma. Like, let's really prove the SEC. Let's mm-hmm. get them scared. We're a good team, and we could be crashing their party. I think it, it could run both ways. And our VSIN college football betting guide has them um, power ranked number three uh, out of 130 right there, too, for the Sooners. 
Uh, our guide who has number four, ranked number four, it would be Ohio State uh, out of 130. How about this? Ohio State, too, now with a new quarterback. Uh, they have a streak alive right now, four in a row, going for five. Uh, they are minus 225, Josh, to win the uh, conference championship. I would lean on them to continue their streak as well, Pritch. You know, they're minus 225. They're kind of around Oklahoma. I feel like if you like Oklahoma to continue their streak, you probably like Ohio State as well. Uh, similar number, a little bit higher, minus 225. So odds makers are telling you it's even a little bit more likely that they win their conference than, than with Oklahoma. Uh, also, their win total, 11, juiced up over, minus 115. You know, the only thing I don't love here, Pritch, returning mm -hmm. starters, only 12 returning starters. You know, I, I'd like to, if I'm betting on a team, you know, at least, you know, 15, 16 at the minimum get as high as you know as, as close to 20 as we can get uh, but you're also looking at like hey you know you're losing guys to the NFL and you're just you know kind of like that that mini Alabama where you're just recruiting the next group of great players here but it does jump out to me only 12 returning starters would that bother you Pritch or is it hey the guys who will replace them are, are you know uh, the best players in the country from high school last year so it won't matter too much that would bother me uh, yes especially with the new quarterback and they do have a new quarterback so yeah that is concerning to me uh, just 12 returning returning starters now our guide they still have them ranked power ranked number four uh on on the list out of the guide out of 130 teams so uh take that into consideration as well but i i'm unstable or, or undecided certainly when it comes to uh, a quarterback situation that's not there's no continuity there um your your new culture you're coming in fresh that way uh, and then on top of that uh, a returning starter situation is not in your favor as well Exactly. So there are some red flags here with the Buckeyes pitch. You know, I would mention, uh, and again, we talk about these teams. I automatically go to their week one lines, but mm -hmm. uh, Ohio state is at Minnesota for the opener on September 2nd. And Pritch, this is a, a minus 14 favorite on Ohio state on the road. And this is one of the most heavily bet lopsided plays where everybody's laying the points here with Ohio state, but the line is stayed at 14. And I've even seen some books dip to 13 and a half at different uh, situations here. So I'll keep an eye on Minnesota, a team that I, I think it was either Bruce Marshall or one of our football analysts who kind of like Minnesota as a, as a buy low team this year for their win total. Keep an eye on that plus 14 that they do not want to go to the hook with the 14 and have to give out the hook to Gophers betters there. Uh, if this thing falls painted 13 and a half across the board, mm -hmm. I think Minnesota catching 14 week one could be worthwhile. A conference that we highlighted that's up for grabs to pack 12. Uh, you got Oregon two in a row so far. They're plus 250 in terms of winning conference championship. Yeah, so Pritch, this is actually some plus money on a conference win, on a conference uh, winner here. So again, we don't have to play the minus number. You know, I am somewhat intrigued by that. Now we kind of just hit on Ohio State only returning 12 starters. Mm -hmm. Oregon's pretty good. They're returning 17 starters. That's the highest of all the four teams that we've talked about right now. Clemson with 15 returning starters. Oklahoma 15. Ohio State 12, but 17 for Oregon. I, I mean, that's pretty good overall. Uh, you know, I am looking at that that win total here, uh, as well as, you know, that opening line game against Fresno state bridge. That was a minus 22 opener against Fresno state on September 4th. It's some books are down to 21 and a half. So again, big number, maybe a little Fresno state money. What do you think, Pritch? I'm kind of thinking at plus 250, it could be worth a shot, but who are their biggest competitors? You know, again, you love the plus money, but yeah. it's kind of telling you they're not the odds on favor. Well, I like what the guide mentioned about Cal. I think Cal's got uh, something brewing up there uh, to give them some competition in that division. But I think the strength uh, of the conference is in the South with SC, Utah, perhaps Arizona State, uh, if they can work through some issues that they have right now. 
Yeah, and I think, again, you know, we've, we've heard a lot about, you know, Utah as a team that didn't play a lot of games last year, but I know a lot of, uh, a lot of betters are high on. And Oregon, you know, looking at their win total, Pritch, uh, it's nine even minus 110. So at BetMGM, you know, again, even juice both sides. It's not juiced up one way or the other. It tells me it's either probably the perfect number or maybe you're getting some differing opinions where balanced action, we got some over, we got some under, but really no giveaway there in terms of the juice. It's nine minus 110 both sides for the Ducks. Yeah, absolutely. Again, $19.99 for that college football betting guide. Just loaded with outstanding information right there to get you ready for the college football season. Uh, real quick, Josh, I do want to hit on the Saints, uh, their situation with wide receiver. Uh, do you look at this team differently, quarterback situation? with Hill uh, and Winston and also, okay, Michael Thomas, he's banged up. He's not going to start the season. Uh, and then Smith, uh, he's banged up too with a leg issue, injury. Uh, I don't know where they're going to have weapons for these quarterbacks to start the season. Yeah, I think it's Alvin Kamara and then, you know, Sean Payton's got his work cut out for him to figure out uh, these other weapons here. So, yeah, I got a lot of guys who are injured. Thomas, Traquan Smith. We did hear that Marquez Calloway has been turning some heads and playing very well. Right. Deontay Harris is a, a quick guy. Chris Hogan, former Patriot, who actually went to go play lacrosse and just uh, rejoined the NFL and is now uh, probably their, what, third receiver now, Pritch? Um, to me, the, the, the Saints are a really perplexing team because – their win total is nine and it's juiced up over minus 130. So again, the fact that Drew Brees is gone, we still know Jameis is the favorite to start week one. I think he's like minus 120 yeah. short favorite over, uh, over Taysom Hill. But you know, I, I feel like the public is really down on the saints mm -hmm. and yet the win total is juiced up over, but I fully admit, you know, when we did a show and our producer Steph threw up the, uh, you know, the, the rundown of all the, uh, all the games, it's hard to pick that out is. 10 wins just yeah. from a, just from a layman's perspective. Yep. So I'm, I'm split on the saints. I could go either way. Well, so can I on, on that. And also I'd look for the saints to make a trade. There could be a number of receivers that could be up. Uh, on the trade block too throughout preseason so keep an eye on that as well uh, which I think the Saints might need to do with the injury situation that they have uh, at the wide receiver position. That'll do it for our number one. Uh, we're going to begin our number two with a market insight. We're also going to have a deep dive into the Tennessee Titans. That's coming up next. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I 
play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.